what time it is. You know what time it is. Time to get drunk, drunk as fuck, and do this podcast. I've been working this great shift and I ain't yeah, yeah. shit. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly. I swear I did. Yeah, yeah. oh, I've been working this great shift and I ain't shit. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly. If my manager insults me again, I'ma be assaulting him after I fuck the manager up. Then I'm gonna shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check, wanting no scratch. So if I stole, what am I fault? I stole, never got caught. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Liquor House Podcast. Oh, goddamn, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are back. We have returned to another episode of the world's greatest podcast, the Liquor House Podcast. It's your boy, Jay Fennell. It's your boy, Chuck. And we here. Hope y'all doing well. Welcome. Welcome Yo. back. Welcome to the Liquor House. Everybody sit back, pull up, pull up, catch a vibe, get your glasses out. If you want it on the rocks, go ahead and put some ice in that thing. If you like a room tip, just pull it up, take a shot, mix drink, whatever you got. Drink some beer, some wine, some moonshine. It don't really matter. I'm a room tip guy. Hey, I like a little ice. But uh, I drink it before I get watered down, so it don't really matter. I just need it to look chilled. Yeah, I feel it. But, uh, I think that's why I stopped putting ice in mine, though. I get it. But uh, customary to every episode, as we always do, shots! Pull up, bitch. You know what it's time for, so we're going to take these shots. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all the folks out there. Oh, yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day to y'all. And Hey, we're drinking whiskey, so we're right here with you. Yeah, but oh, that's better than a plain. Uh-huh. I can drink that. Yeah. But, uh. Don't need to do an Irish car, bro. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight. Man. You know what's crazy? It's only like what? Day three? Day two of the March Madness thing? Man, my bracket. Day two? Look terrible. That shit is busted. Busted, busted, busted. So there's not one perfect bracket remaining. That's crazy. <laughs> because Purdue lost tonight. Mm-hmm. So do you? Nobody has a perfect bracket anymore. And this some shit. That's crazy. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it bite back a little bit, don't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, for your, for those for those out there drinking the Evan Williams seventeen eighty three small batch, expertly crafted, Kentucky's first distiller, extra aged in white oak. 90 proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Get some. Hey, you flip these numbers around, it'll be 1738. <laughs> hey. Yeah, baby. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Hey, Fetty had a hell of a run. Fetty man. had the game in the toehole for a little while. I ain't gonna lie. 
I'm like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, baby. Squaw! came back today on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I just come from the poet's part. Oh, you know, it was a great episode. Great first episode. Hey, you want to know what was a great episode? I'll tell you what was a great episode. Abbott, Abbott, Abbott. She got a big booty. I'm going to grab it. Abbott, don't ever do She got a booty. So I'm going to grab it. Hey. Uh, that, big, that booty big. So. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> Abbott Elementary, hey. boy. Abbott Elementary, Grand Cruise, Southside. You know what's a really good show? show? Unprisoned. Prison. It's uh, Kerry Washington and Del Orlando. Um, she plays his daughter. She got a teenage son, and he been in jail. He gets out of jail. He got to uh, stay with her or whatever, and he's just trying to make up for the lost time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a good show. Me and the wife watch it. Yeah, so definitely you might want to start watching that. It's on Hulu. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, Unprisoned. That's a good one. Um. But yeah, I've been watching uh, the old X-Men cartoon. Yeah, I think I said that last episode too. But um, what else I've been doing? I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, wrong with man. It. Not wrong with it. I've been playing a lot of 2K. I, I restarted a new franchise on 2K with the Bulls, but I changed the uniforms. Hey, yo, why nobody told me that fifth game on that Dream Accord was so damn tough? Hey, ain't it? I won it though. <laughs> oh yeah, you gonna win, but it's it's, it's not easy. Tries, but God damn, yeah, I like these niggas. They don't make it easy. Yeah, like the story mode is too in depth. It's like, I definitely through the first four it's games. Grand Theft Auto with basketball. It like, really is. Like they literally, you have missions you have will to do. make you do the mission. And before you can't you play advance. Game. You can't <laughs> advance, and then you keep getting stuck in the storyline, so you can't simulate the games because you got to play them as part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's just like uh, this man, a rapper. A skateboarder, a fashion icon. <laughs> he helps with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. Though. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't found myself immersed in hey, the but the bars, the bars was weak. Yeah, them bars was terrible. I don't know who wrote them bars. Them bars, them bars was terrible. Was I'm sorry. I hope Cole didn't write them. I know Cole didn't write them. I wish I, Cole would have wrote them. They probably been more fire. Like, cause them shits was terrible, and the delivery was terrible. Oh, the delivery was worse. I don't know who the voice actor was, but he trash. <laughs> But you know, somebody yeah. uh, two of Charlotte's finest dropped a new track. You heard it? Yeah, and the helmet's in your cousin yeah. and him. Yeah. What the hell you gonna shoot me for? I just seen your ass on the TV yeah. the other the day. You can go get you a new love. Hold yeah. oh, oh, on, young nigga. No, 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 not yet. I was out there getting money. You was all in my bed. Yeah, I watched it. No, they had Daisy. Oh man, look. Uh, all right, so say what you want to about the baby. He, I'm glad he took a little break from the spotlight. He took a break from the spotlight as far as the social media posting to getting in trouble. Went back to the music, and now I feel like he got a hit. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I genuinely like the song. Like everybody's like, oh, he sounds the same, but I mean, like every rapper sounds the same. So when it's extent, when exactly. it's their style, not everybody changes their voice like Kendrick Lamar and doing all that. Yeah, you know everybody ain't got fifteen personalities like Nicki Minaj. Because if everybody was doing that, then you'd be like, why don't nobody just rap their normal voice? Exactly. Like he got a lane, he sticks to it. 
Yeah. I fucks with it. Y'all don't say that about Rick Ross. Oh. He rapped the same one every song. Now, granted, I don't know. Rose. Is Rick Ross a better rapper than the baby? I mean, he's definitely been in the game longer, so people going to be like, yeah, I mean, Rick Ross over the baby. Eight pairs. Eight pairs. I got a backyard with two bears. <laughs> lemon pepper on my wings. I like lemon pepper on my wings. That man says, "Cause I'm the boss." All the pairs. You feel me? I'm that the boss. Funny. And when you the boss, you can do boss things. <laughs> hey, Maybach yeah. music. I got in the studio with Khaled. They did have a run too. I got in the studio with Khaled. I said, Khaled, we the best. I've been telling him this since back in 05. Hey, we're across first game out. That hustling, 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 hustling. That shit was fire. What else going on? Oh. Dancing interest out here giving hey, Bailey back listen, shots. Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Hey, listen, listen, not not the singing. I mean, listen, you tell that thing real. That hard stuff. I was like, all right, Chloe, keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all I'm gonna say about that because you know I made a thing. So I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna leave it alone. But anyway, mm-hmm. hey, shots. Okay. Hey, I'm gonna take a shot of this good old whiskey. You know this from Kentucky. Yeah. Hey, it's okay though. Just let it ride. <laughs> Used to you spend my nights out Liquor was the only love I know. But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom. If y'all know what this is, brought me back. Tennessee From being too far gone. Your rest it's Tennessee whiskey. Your and sweet. Everyone. Your is warm as a glass of brandy. Hey, real quick. R.I.P. to Lance Riddick. R.P. to Bobby Caldwell. Man, kill, kill that Bobby, man. Kill that Bobby. Bobby! Kill that Bobby. Hey, hey. Shots! We're going to take a shot for Bobby and Lance Ready. Uh. I guess you wonder where I've been. I searched to find the love within. I came back to let you know. Got a thing for you, and I can't let it go. My friends wonder what is wrong with me. But I'm in the days. 
from your love you see I came back to let you know Got a thing for you And I can't let go In a lonely place How will you be so blind? He had that one album. Really I mean, he had other albums, but this was the one. Well, so, Bobby was a jazz artist. Yeah. So he had a lot of albums in the jazz world. Yeah, he had a lot of um, this was one. But that was, that was his, like, contemporary R&B pop. The one that, like, people were like, oh, this is a white guy. Bobby had hits, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, man. I mean, uh, like, <laughs> back then, music was just different. Yeah. Like, it's good now, but it was great then. Yeah. Um, And that's before our time, so for me to feel that way is, like, crazy. They made timeless music. But, then. yeah, it was timeless. It transcended among generations. Transcend. So, you know. Your kid is probably going to be listening to that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's singing, what you won't do, <laughs> do for love. Yeah, yeah. R.P. Lance Reddy. That man was in some of my, he played some of my favorite roles. Um, He was on the mm-hmm. show called, it was on Fox, Fringe. He was on Fringe. He was on The Wire. Um, he was in all the John Wicks. All the John Wicks. He vo- he did a lot of voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, He was actually on this show. <laughs> There's a show on Netflix called Paradise PD. It's a cartoon, kind of like, you know, your family guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's on Netflix, so they can say and do shit that Family Guy and them ain't going to say and do. Yeah. They can take it there. Um, But he had, his character was the FBI agent named. <laughs> oh, man. He had, like, real huge nuts. Like, hey, yo. it was crazy. Hold on. Where's my phone? I'm about to. Uh, oh, that's his name, Agent Clappers. Agent Clappers. Mm-hmm. Like Lance Reddick played Agent Clappers <laughs> because you remember the little things that was on the. Uh, it, they used to clap. The balls used to take it. Yeah, Agent Clappers. He voiced uh, the ruler in the show called Farzar, which is also on Netflix. And then he had an alter ego named Loquacious Pussy Juice. <laughs> Lance Reddick was an icon, man. Icon. You know, round of applause for him. So John Morant had to sit down with Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. What, what you think about it? <clears throat> um... I think it was a bit too much, but okay, I understand. It, the NBA it, it, had to make a move. Job been a little out of control with the rumors and accusations that's been walking around. So, 
And then here's the thing. We heard about what two, maybe three different instances, right? Mm-hmm. That happened months, some a year ago, that are just now surfacing. And it's not like they were swept under the rug because the authorities were involved in everything. But now it's a problem. Yeah. And then it's just the timing to me <laughs> is suspect. But and I then mean, granted, I know he was in the club with the gun or whatever. But I mean, if I want his, I want his. Now for the gun he does own, he is licensed for. I do know that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he out here illegal. But, you know, when you're in the NBA, you're held to a certain level of accountability, um, a certain standard. You're a role model for younger kids who may be looking up to you because they want to get to where you are one day. So you do have to be careful. But at the same time, let's not act like Jai's not only 23 years old. Yeah. Because most men don't fully mature until beyond the age of 25, until they're about 30. So, I mean, honestly, young nigga did young nigga shit and it's trying to bite him in the ass. So, but mistakes were made. We all made mistakes. We all got to learn from him. I just wish him the best. <clears throat> I'm still a fan. He can still hoop. Like, yeah. don't take nothing away from him. And at the end of the day, for everybody saying, oh, he's not a gangster, he's not a thug, that may be. But don't necessarily call him a phony either because at the end of the day, that nigga still grew up in Sumter, South Carolina. It's not like he grew up in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's not act like he grew up in Beverly Hills. Let's not act like he's from Charlotte and grew up in Ballantyne. That's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's in a nicer neighborhood than Sumter, but Sumter is still Sumter. Like, at the end of the day. So, that's all I'm, that's the only two cents I want to put in on it. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I got his back. Support him. Wish him, you know, well, and, and hopefully he learned his hope, lesson. Hope to see him come back better, better than he was before. Hopefully he learned his lesson. So you know, yeah. I mean, hey, your multi-million dollar brand now. You know, you gotta, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger was out here raping people. Nobody said anything. You know what I'm saying? So they tried. They you, the kicker it. from the Giants was out here smacking his wife around. Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. So y'all mad at him for showing a little gun, but NFL, NBA, I know that's different, but still, you know. You can see where I'm going with the examples that I provided. So, hey, I Adam, Sil- Adam Silver, he, he's a lot he's of money. Because David Stern. He only missed eight games. David Stern would have revoked <laughs> this man for life. And he'd have been playing overseas in China somewhere. But, you know, hey. This guy makes progress. Progress. Yeah. Progress. Progress has been made. But we'll see where it goes from here. Um, We'll just have to wait and see. So, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh shit! You saw um DJ Drama announced that Gangsta Grills got a mixtape with De La Soul. I saw that. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued too. Because when I think Gangsta Grills, Gangsta Grizzles, I don't see that going with the De La Soul flow. But me myself, (laughs) we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know who needs a Gangsta Grills mixtape? Big Daddy Kane. Oh, so you just going from the old school era? Yeah. Yeah, just from the old school era. Like, um, there was a clip I saw earlier of him performing. Mm -hmm. And he was performing the track, his verse from the track he got with Jay Dilla. Man. Big Daddy Kane underrated. Yeah. No, I don't think he underrated. Nah, because when people name their top five, he's hardly ever in it. 
and he's definitely he can arguably be in that conversation as far as top five MCs. Everybody always says Rakim, Rakim, Rakim. Don't get me wrong, I fuck with Rakim too. He's in my top five, but Big Daddy Kane can definitely make an argument to be in top five on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. My personal opinion. Yeah. So, ain't no half stepping when you a smooth operator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh man, you know what? Fuck it. Shots! Might as well. Pull up, bitch. It's been a long week. I'm ready for this push tea. Yeah, because the second half of this podcast, we're going to get deep. So I need to be in a certain certain space to discuss what we're going to discuss. Not really, but at least I won't be angry. Or I might be. We'll see. I don't know. I'm about to ask the anger. Because. Just leave my stuff. Because it's what, shot number three? <laughs> on top of this liquor in my cup. So, man. Me and Ray, um, me and bro, what else? What else? Wall. Is a thing. Um, oh. Coolio got a video out. It was, the song was recorded prior to him passing. Hmm. And I think the video was recorded prior to him passing too. So now it's being released. And I think it's got like two short and somebody else in it. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, let's take a shot. <laughs> you tired? Hey, y'all on the mic, my brother. Doing adulting shit. <sighs> but you know what's got the game in chokehold right now? What's that? Of course she is. That's like probably her biggest <laughs> song right now. She in her mood. She in her mood. <laughs> she a with her friends. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of drama going on with that. Well, not drama, just a lot of stuff going on. Like that song popping. She um took pictures with North. I ain't gonna get into all that. Because yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Damn, I lost my train of thought. All right, sidebar. <laughs> so, I think Little Wayne's cutting in a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming out. Are they gonna be releasing Dedication too soon? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Dedication too. Oh, well, no, it's, that's not new though. That's no, that's old. But no. it's, it's coming to streaming absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, I think he's working on some new shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I heard um, one thing he did. So he was actually Swiss Beats again. Here's here's the thing. Lil Wayne got a song produced by Swiss Beats featuring DMX called Can't Nobody. And let me tell you this. This shit raw. 
Like for real, for real. Me there, nobody fuck with me now, yo. Can't be serious, yo. This Can't my shit, nobody, bro. Nobody, no fucking body. Fuck with me with this First of all, you know I'm a DMX fan. So he paid homage to X. Yeah. Right. Mm. You heard it? Like, yeah, yeah. this shit right here? Sometimes I smile to hide the miles of my road travel. Shake my hand and feel like you just touched the stove handle. Holy cow, fuck the cow, I want the whole cattle. Gucci buffs on my eyes look like solar panels. Leaving bitches on their own like the Oprah channel. Can't trust my shadow, that's a fact that can't get overshadowed. Draco sounding like it's coughing from the smoking barrel. No peace, no serenity, nigga. Breaking your vicinity, nigga, like virginity, nigga. Ain't in of these niggas, just family like the Genovese, nigga. The Kennedys, nigga. All street niggas ain't in the streets, nigga. Best rapper, ex trapper, dress dapper. Since they gave me a headbanger, a neck snapper. Make a rapper an ex sapper. All I need is a beat with a DMX sample. All I need is a beat with a DMX sample. Hey. All I need is a beat with a DMX sample. Say it with your chest, mama. Say less, mama. We's the F and the F is for well, F, mama. Yes, my mama eat you like Jack right, Dama. Say she on a Listen, we don't own the rights to these songs. We don't own the rights. But we are not using them to make money. We are using them as reviews and opinions and just because we like music. We love music. So there you have it. But yeah, that's my shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just had a break, man. Come down, relax. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, gotta give shout out to Jamoku. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, this nigga's stomach over here sound like. <laughs> but you know what yesterday's date was? The 16th? Yeah. But what was tomorrow? It's 316 date. Oh, shit. The wrong that, that ain't it. <laughs> That ain't what you was trying to play. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't Wrong it. One. Let me find it. I got you. I think I got it. Was it volume three? I know what you're trying to play. Dang. You are completely. I, I know went to the wrong album. I knew it. I'm just a little tip. Why you find that? I'm going to. um. All right. Shot. Pull up, bitch. Dang, the Cowboys. Your shot glass, man. We think about them. They got rid of Zeke. Yeah, it was time. After seven years. It was time. Dang. End of an era in Dallas. I like the two back system, though.
toughest SOB. Hey, shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 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 He was catching beers. What? Like they was nothing. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Hey, hey, we're going to take the shot for Stone Cold, man. Big part of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was. And that's the bottom line. He was a big part of my childhood. The attitude there. And the fact that 316 actually became a legit thing. Because Austin 316 says, DTA, don't trust anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been facts. Hey. New York got a store I went Zaza home. Or us. I drank a beer. I had another beer. What? I had three beers. What? Four beers. What? Five beers. What? Six beers. What? Six with my wife. What? Seven beers. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, a margarita. <laughs> and then a Bloody Mary. And I said, Deborah, bring me another beer. Hey, but um, Zaza's are us. Zaza's are us. <laughs> New York wildin'. They wild. Hey, I, I mean, I mean, nigga, I got that Zai. Nigga, it's just <laughs> exotic weed that ain't exotic because it's the same shit everybody got now. But anyway, um, we're going to be right back. We're going to let you hear a word from our sponsors. And then we're going to come back with the Liquor House Podcast. Pull up, pull up, catch a vibe. I'll let your boy. Oh, few kids. Welcome to the basement. The human race is from outer space. Word to the chromosomes right. that are missing yeah. in my DNA. Yo. Niggas claim awake, the truth will put you back to what sleep. Else? As they lay in wait, I just pray to God that the souls will yeah. go with heat. Stones that were forged by the uh. Uvu. Center of stars, need a uh. Valeria, that iron is crucial. Right. I'm uh. cavalier with the bars, they calling me Evan Mobley. Right. Not a single spirit on earth can pass unless it's cold. My bars prophetic, right. your bars pathetic. What else? You think you catching up with the God, nigga, forget it. I'm Luca Don chick with the step back right. when I Don chick. Right. You wanna be uh. the goat in this game? Go get a wand quick. Right. We practice magic, baby, it's not for show. I'm a wizard on the track, rally bail on the flow. Best believe I dropped 35 to get your live. It's lyrical rep. Revolution will definitely be televised. Yeah, Whatever guys step in the sage bars and still advise. Yeah. Take the uh, trash out in the battle, lyrical yeah. exercise. Uh, Take these uh, niggas in church performing lyrical right. exorcism. Uh, then look up at the sky before the I lyrical cataclysm. In other words, all that is to say, I right. drop bombs uh, on these songs and I'm here to stay. What else? Get the plug up and I caught me a quarter. That's right. Then I step into the booth and I walk I on water. The human race is from outer space. Word to the chromosomes right. that are missing yeah. in my DNA. Yo. Niggas claim awake, the truth will put you back to what sleep. Else? As they lay in wait, I just pray to God that the souls will yeah. go with heat. Stones that were forged by the uh. Uvu. Center of stars, need uh. a Valeria, that iron is crucial. Right. I'm uh. cavalier with the bars, they calling me Evan Mobley. Right. Not a single spirit on earth can pass, unless it's cold. Uh. I use a beat like a crash test dummy. Right. Get the cash and dash, I got a bag full of money. Uh. Sage never been the type to chase honeys Not a single other chick gon' ever have my face crunching When it comes to the bars, I'm like Hakeem Drop step, throw the blue dream shake on the triple beam My light shining like dragon, nice hyper beam Chicks waters falling like Gyarados for the whole team You match the cops flashing and never did any damage Get your jinx with my dealings, she said it's too much to manage oh. 
Mr. Mimes trying to copy my flow But I'm more Chris Paul, I always give it and go uh, Never hating on the lost rap maker Who sat in them quicksands and never sang through the patience Grim Reaper bars, did you smoke like a black and mouth Black Lotus ill with the furious gals The human race is from outer space Word to the chromosomes that are missing in my DNA Niggas claim awake the truth will put you back to what sleep else? As they lay in wait, I just pray to God that the souls will yeah. Cold with heat, stones that were forged by the uh. Uh. Center of stars, need uh. a Valeria, that iron is crucial right. I'm uh. cavalier with the bars, they calling me Evan Mobley right. Not a single spirit on earth can pass, unless it's cold uh. You brothers here today to start our own fraternity. Broke five broke. We ain't got it. Broke five broke. We ain't got it. No, we have no money. We are sharing jinx. If I go outside, I got the only clothing on. How many cars do we own? None. How many cars do we own? None, sir. Should we let our woman go and be with the cat with the car? Yes, we will. Why? Because we can't afford gas. Say it with me. We can't afford no gas. Say it. We can't. Up uh, or no gas, so we ain't driving. Hey, 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 drive slow, drive slow, drive slow, homie. Drive slow. Ooh. Welcome back to the Lick House Podcast. Beautiful, lovely. Oh people. man, so today. We want to talk about, let's see how I want to phrase this. Like a better word, burnout. Knowing your worth and being burnt out. Um, You know, a lot of times when you work in a certain industry, mainly like a call center, call center industry, um, customer service representatives where you're answering on the phones all day or just any job, really. You know, it's really easy to get burnt out, um, especially if you're not working where you are able to take like mental health days, where you are unable to do certain things. Um, it's it can be real easy to get burnt out to be over it. Um, so you know, you exhausting PTO more than you probably should be, calling out more than you probably should be, but you pretty much get to the point where you feel like the job doesn't value you, so you stop valuing the job. Um, recently, um, I know quite a few people who have, you know, left their place of employment, whether it be by choice or not by choice. Um, if it's by choice, they're like, Hey, I got burnt out with it. It wasn't satisfying the needs anymore. The, the, the end didn't justify the means. Um, there's also been situations where. People got burned out with work, so the performance dropped, and they were subsequently let go. Um, you know, so at what point do you put your own mental health and physical and 
you know, spiritual well-being above the job that is paying the bills. Because, you know, we all know that can, like, tie into, you know, your mental health. That can tie into, you know, financial stability, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of times now, most jobs just kind of make you feel like you're a number. They don't make you necessarily feel like there's a reason to stay. I know a lot of older folks, you know, from back in the day, it's like, hey, you got a job, stick with that job, work it 35 years, retire from that job, and just deal with whatever comes your way. Nowadays, with the new generation, um, I would say probably, you know, starting with like 80s babies born around 85 and sooner, um, don't necessarily feel that way. It's like, hey, I gave you three years. Let me take this experience and move on. Or it's a case of like, hey, I'm giving you my all. When am I going to reap the reward for all my sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times it's a struggle trying to get a raise. A lot of times it's a struggle trying to get a promotion, especially when you're a person of color. Depending on the industry, depending on the Mm -hmm. company, when you're a person of color, it doesn't come easy. Um, You know, they want to do all these performance reviews or they'll find a reason to put you on, you know, improvement plans or pips is what they call them half the time you got to meet these certain metrics um even at jobs which i know of a situation recently where it's like you know hey you work the job six months you can apply for any position within the company but then because the managers over you don't want to allow you to apply for it or feel like you're not an adequate you know talent to fill the position Mm-hmm. They find ways to deter you from applying or to convince the recruiters of that position to not go with you. And we all know that's unethical. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be something that's none. Um, I won't go into details about the situation I'm referring to, but just know it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Um, you know, hey, you know, we worried about your attendance, showing dependability and accountability, and it's just like when i'm at work i'm one of your best i'm the best mm-hmm. or if i'm late it's not my fault it's literally not my fault like i'm leaving for work an hour early the job is 25 minutes away i can't control the fact that they're always doing road work there's accidents there's traffic there's school buses you know if i'm leaving an hour early to get to somewhere that takes 25 minutes to get to normally how much earlier do you want me to leave my house mm-hmm. just to have to sit in the parking lot because I can't get in the building or I can't start work yet. Um, so just different factors um, feeling like your best is never good enough. Um, they rob a lot of people of their confidence. Definitely. You know, the work-life balance isn't what it's always promised to be. And then you have to go through extreme measure, measures just to be able to get some time off. Like whether it's, Oh, you got to apply for, you got to put in for your PTO week ahead, or you got to apply for FMLA or some kind of leave just so you can have some time to get your mental together. And then because the company is so terrible at keeping associates, it's hard to get that time off because we always so short staff. Not right. saying we as me, but I'm just saying it's a lot of situations out there. Like well, that. the crazy thing is one of the companies I, I'm thinking about as we discuss this, like, the company itself has a great, great, like, camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great company to work for, but in certain sectors, the managers themselves aren't all, aren't 
as cracked up to be what they presented themselves to be. Yeah. Um. So it just varies. You know, management has a lot to do with it. I hate being micromanaged. That's one of my pet peeves mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, you never want to coach me to correct me, but you, all you do is point out the negative. Point out the negative. There's Which never any positive. There's always opportunities to grow. We understand that. Right. But damn, if I'm constantly getting whipped across the back at some point, I'm like, look, this and, might not be and, for me. And, you know, I'm not a person that needs constant reinforcement or constant praise. But at some point, you have to be like, okay, you know what? You did a really good job at this. Let's make it known that you did a great job. That we see you, we feel you, we hear you, and we appreciate you. Then we are meeting your numbers. Right. Exceeding your numbers. You only get a few cents in a raise. It don't even be a whole dollar most of Oh, we're going to give you a 2% raise. That's not enough. It needs to be at least five. All raises should be at least 5%. Personal opinion. I think all raises to be a whole dollar or more. Yeah. Not just Sometimes it is five percent, but not just fifty. Not just fifty cent at most. Oh, we're gonna give you a ten cent raise. What? Wow, what is that gonna that's, do for me? Over we're gonna get eight up in taxes, state, federal, FICA. Like that's gone. You know and saying? I know it's never gonna be a true balance because the, the workforce is always gonna hold majority stake in the balance war for work life balance compensation balance because it's always going to be as prideful as you are and you walk away from that forty five thousand because you know your worth somebody else gonna come in that need that and that's understandable but like, these companies are really starting to take advantage of us like i thought the the pandemic was shifting things it was shifting the the culture it was shifting the nature of business but once things got back to flowing normal the only thing the pandemic put into place is that, like, okay, we've found out that people can be just as productive working from home as they are in the office. Yeah, but even then, with these companies being back open and the world being back open, it's like, we paying for these offices, we're going to force you to come in. Most companies have implemented a hybrid schedule. Most, but not no. all. Some companies still do full remote. I mean, I feel honestly, if you can get the job done from home, you should be able to do it from home. Because granted, if you got an office or not, it's going to be people that want to come in the office due to yeah. probably at home circumstances. They work better in the office. It's going to be people that come in and utilize the space regardless. But the people that work better from home, you should let them work from home. If the That's, numbers speak for themselves. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those topics where it can go either way. People have differences of opinion on it. Um, but just personally, I feel like pay me what I'm owed. Pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna have me doing all this extra shit, I should get paid for this extra shit. Like, don't give me a position of forty K a year mm-hmm. and I'm doing the work where I should earn at least seventy five. That's true. Like, at least meet me in the middle, give me 60. Like, something. I mean, I do have a question. Okay. Um, how come it's okay for companies to just offload associates when they want to, whenever they want to? And I get it. Some companies have their reasons, but sometimes they let go of good people for no reason just because they're trying to meet a budget. But how come when a person who's very professional has a track record, 
okay, I stayed in this position for a year, stayed in this position for a year, moved on to the next position next year. They looked at like, oh, you're not reliable. But ain't the name of the game to grow. Ain't the name of the game to make more money. So if I'm gaining the experience I need, I'm hitting all my metrics, I'm hitting all my numbers, and I'm looking to grow, why would I stay in this role? Because the goal is to... Oh, underpay for overperforming. That's what the goal is on the end. Because it's like, okay, you've been here. We know what you're making. You know what you're making. You know what you're worth. You know what you can do. You know where we can be as far as the number goes with your salary. Whereas if we bring in somebody from the outside, they don't really know all that. So it's like, hey, let's work John as a slave and get him to do all this extra work. Mm -hmm. And then bring in Sally to be their boss. And Sally's from another industry that has nothing to do with this. Like it just then it's a disconnect. There's there's a lack of accountability on a lot of business side, businesses side of things, um, which in turn causes the dependability of the employees to drop. Because if your morale goes down, you're not going to want to show up to work, and when you do show up to work, you're not going to care about performing, because you know you're not going to reap any benefit from it. Like I'm making you all this money. Um, giving you all these reviews, helping you stay afloat, helping you be this great company. But at the same time, you're paying me as if, you know, all I'm doing is, you know, putting socks in a bag and yeah. sending it down an assembly line. Like, which they're under assembly line workers are underpaid too. They are very underpaid. So it's just like, it, it needs to change. Something has to give. Um, things have to get better. Minimum wage is still too low. Way too low. Like it should at least be. And granted, a lot of companies do pay over minimum wage. They still don't pay the cost of living wage. And er the minimum wage should be the cost of living wage. It really should. Like hands down, there's no way around it. Like minimum wage should be the cost of living wage. Like if it's gonna cost me fifty grand to live. I should be getting paid at least fifty five. Honestly, that ain't even enough these days. It's Unless not. You got a but I'm just two using, or three income household. I just threw a number out there yeah, as an example. I, I know. I'm just saying the way the economy goes is always going faster than what the workers are making. And then they got the nerd to sit up there and be like, "Well, the economy is taking a hit." I wonder why. Hmm. People Makes can't afford wonder. shit. People just trying to survive. Shit. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Gotta pay rent. Gotta keep gotta the have a roof on. over your head. Especially when you got a family, like what the fuck. <sighs> yeah. But it's just sad, man. Because mm. just full moment of transparency. I was burnt out in my other job. Felt underappreciated. Felt like I was being singled out. I was always Somehow underperforming while outperforming everybody else in my position. And somehow, I, like I said, I was always getting called to the office. Here's the improvement plan. You're behind everybody else. You need to see what everybody else is doing. I sit down and talk to everybody else. Hey, what are y'all doing that's, you know, making y'all successful? Well, man, you leading us in the numbers. You tell us what you're doing. Apparently, I'm not doing enough. I'm just leading y'all in the numbers. What's going on? Go to management. Hey, 
I've, I've been trying to figure out where I'm lacking at. Sit down with me. Let's really talk about this because I'm not understanding where I'm lacking at. But we don't know. We don't know. We just know that you're lacking in something. Okay, so now you're just throwing paint at the wall to see what sticks. That's what it sounds like. Okay, bet. Constantly getting told that eventually I stopped being so engaged in the job. Eventually, I wanted to find something else. Eventually, I got to a point where I was so ready to get out of that role. I took a role that looked good on the outside, being you know told to me. Got in the role. It was even worse role. Now, I'm barely wanting to go to work. I got shit going on at home. I got shit going on in real life outside of work. Granted, yeah, I need money to survive, but at the same time, I'm like, I just don't have the mental capacity to deal with work today. I don't even have the physical capacity to want to get out of bed and go fake smile in people's face. Hey, how you doing? Especially in the customer service role where you got to talk to people and fake smile while people want to curse you out for something that's not even your fault or even your business. Like, I'm just a part of this company. I can't make your life any easier. I get you got frustration. We all do. But don't get on the phone. Fuck you. Because then it's like, oh, damn, my internet disconnected. Now you got to wait in the queue for 30 more minutes. Your fault. Should have been nice. Uh, <laughs> Should have been nicer. But it's, they, it's just, yeah, these companies don't value what people have to go through just to get the work. They just think, because they in the old days, in that's why I found a new respect for older people. They just dealt with shit and got through it. But these days, it's not enough to just deal with shit. Like, it's a lot of shit. Like, yo, you ain't gonna talk to me any kind of way. Management, customers, I don't care who you are. You're not gonna talk to me any kind of way. You gotta come at me with the same respect I give you, especially if you expect me to perform at a high level. Facts. Facts. But I digress. I'm just saying. It's just a weird dynamic in the workforce right now. And a lot of people our age, 30 and up, are getting burnt out pretty quickly. Mental health breakdowns are happening. People just burnt out. People just like, and the whole thing nowadays is nobody want to work these days. No, it ain't nobody want to work. Nobody want to work for pennies. People are willing to work. You just got to pay them the right wage, the right amount. And I ain't going to say that. Ain't gonna be a few rotten apples out there. It's always some rotten apples in the bunch. Like, perfect example. During COVID, everybody's getting stimulus checks, unemployment's paying extra, you're getting extra in food stamps. And to be honest, it's paying you more than what working a nine to five at your local, you know, Verizon call center is paying you. Mm -hmm. And you're getting this money weekly. Why would you go to work? Because you're not going to be paid for what you're working. You're not going to be paid what you do. So it's not that people don't want to work. They don't see a reason to work. Like, if I go to work and my lifestyle, not because I'm living above my means, but just normal rent, lights, water, car payment, car insurance, putting groceries on the table, you know, buying clothes for the family, the kids. You know, I have a lifestyle that is set to have me making at least 60k and my partner making another 60k just so we can have a six-figure income in the house i shouldn't have to break my back for that like granted i'm not saying that i want to be able to sit and do nothing and get paid this amount of money 
but you're overworking people and not paying them for the quality of work that they put in, which in turn drops the morale, which in turn drops the quality of work that they produce. But a lot of companies don't see that because they micromanage. And they don't see it until the bottom line is affected. Oh, well, we got a lot of customers leaving to go other places. I wonder why. Have you really heard anything that the people that's at the front line has been telling you for a while? Hey, this need to be changed. This need to be done differently. This could help morale boost right here and this and that. And y'all just, yeah, we hear you. We hear you. But you want to keep doing it the same way, the same way until finally the company started losing money at the bottom line. And it's like, well, what are we doing wrong? Maybe if you listen to the people that's in the front line who deal with the customers every fucking day, who get cursed out by the customers every fucking day. If you listen to them, you probably will understand, Hey, Maybe we just, because there's certain businesses out there. I ain't saying they treat their associates the best. But let's say, okay, just to kind of put it, put it into perspective. Your shopping experience at Publix is not the same as at Walmart. Yeah, you get better prices at Walmart. But the quality. But the quality of your shopping experience is better at Publix. So most people are willing to pay that little extra more. Yeah, Publix is expensive. Yeah. But most people are willing to go there because I can get the customer service I want. If I got a question, I know I can get an answer. If I need to find something, I know I can get help finding it. Walmart, you can barely find an associate that's willing to help you. And if you do, I mean, you might find a nice one. But most times, they like, I mean, I don't really know. Which another thing that, that circles me into, putting management, putting people in management that shouldn't be in management. Yeah, they nice. They got a great interview. Do they really know how to build a team? Do they really know how to energize a team? Because especially with y'all paying the wages y'all paying, y'all need somebody that really know how to energize a team to motivate a team. And I know it is hard to find someone like that, but you can find someone who makes the job funner, more doable. So the problem with that is a lot of times people who are placed in these management positions got this position because they knew somebody or they were mm-hmm. friends with someone or related to someone, not because they were qualified. And that's the issue. Like, at my most recent employee, oh, you know, this client is upset because of this, or, oh, you should have done this different to make sure the client didn't get upset. Now, nine out of 10, I made sure the client wasn't upset and I already took care of that. Mm-hmm. Case in point, one of my clients, because I'm listed as an admin in their system, because I have I had access to go in, work their payroll, do their onboarding for their human resources, pulled my address. They live in their company based in Louisville, Kentucky. They sent me a card in the mail. Just wanted to send a little something to say thanks for all of your weekly help. And then some with our payroll and other things. Enjoy these treats. They are from a family around Louisville candy shop. Like, and you know, there's a lot more that was said. I just didn't want to read it all because it's got names and things in it. Yeah. They sent me these specialty made candies from Louisville, Kentucky. They're like caramel with like some kind of like cream thing in the middle. Chuck. 
Listen, hold on. Hold on. These candies are fucking delicious. Bet they are. <laughs> you want one? Nah, I'm alright. Man, look at this. It's all soft and gooey. <laughs> caramel. I love caramel. But I just caramel at the same time, like it's just like the fact just... that a client showed more appreciation to me than the company that I work for is a problem. I'm not saying kiss your associates' ass. I'm just saying you got to recognize the work they're doing. Well, the problem is a lot of managers want you to kiss their ass. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. I ain't the one. I don't kiss ass. That's not who I am. It's not who I was raised to be. Also, I want to be honest. Managers, if you put someone in management, they got to understand what comes with that. Like, I remember when I was getting my degree in management, and I completed it, Bachelor's of Science. I was like, why they call it a Bachelor of Science? I didn't realize how much science goes into this shit because you got to maintain customer satisfaction while maintaining associate satisfaction. It goes hand in hand because if your workers are not happy, the customers are not happy because they're not receiving quality customer service. They're not receiving the care they need. It goes hand in hand. People got to know how to manage people. And managing people don't mean, oh, I'm above you. Oh, you beneath me, do what I say. It means we're a team. Let's figure out how to get this to a better state. And figuring out what makes each and every person on your team tick. This person wanna raise. This person wants to promote grow in the company. This person, they're happy and content. Okay. They probably doing some of their best work. Um, but we can find some areas of opportunity. It's just knowing how to pick and choose and get people motivated the right way. Cause nobody gonna stay in that role forever. We've had some days of people wanting to stay in a customer service role for 30 years. People want to get off the phones. People want to get from the face-to-face. Most people. Some people love it. Some people enjoy it. And customers, when they come across that person that enjoy it and love it, they had a time of their life. Time of their life. But the thing is, people like that get burnt out because I used to be one. I had the most compliments ever in the store I was working in on Google to the corporate office. If Charles' name was ringing throughout the company. I've had customers so happy. Like, but guess what? This your manager was like, well, you can do better in this area, so we don't know about promoting you. I'm like, look, I've been keeping this store afloat by myself for the most part with no assistant store manager. Store manager always gone doing other shit. And you tell me I can't get the promotion. I'm old. From the work I put in, I've been overworking my ass for the last half year, and you're gonna overlook me for the role that I've been doing anyway mm-hmm. and keeping the store afloat. Yeah, I got some areas of opportunity. I'm never above that, but the areas of opportunity don't out trump what I brought to this environment, to what I brought to the team, to what I brought to the store, to what I brought to the customers. And the proof is in the pudding. I ain't saying I'm the best, I'm saying that I'm the most qualified, the most fit, put in the most work understand what it takes to make this thing drive if you give me the proper training which is another thing that i want to talk about companies not giving people the proper training because they put people in positions of power or in the positions of management that can't really train them because they never been in the role anyway i digress I'm no no you're <laughs> absolutely correct though like you hit the nail on the head um and then a lot of managers don't know how to manage therefore they micromanage which is another issue um, I know I said it before, but it's really, really a big, big problem. 
Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like appreciate your employees, pay them what they're worth, pay them for the work they do. Don't just sit back and be like, oh, well, you're making good money because it's twenty dollars an hour. Well, you know, to do what they're doing, they should be making at least twenty five an hour. And twenty dollars like, an hour is not gonna help them live. It's not even forty two grand a year. It's not gonna help them it's forty one six. People most people are motivated to work for a company and stay with a company if they're paid Shots. enough to be able to live on their own. Oh, that bitch. means rent, car payment, other bills, food, car COVID, insurance, car insurance. That means I can take care of my bills and still have a little excess, excess money to build. That makes too much sense. Sure. Savings. Like, I mean, it does. And I get it. Every company trying to say bottom line, but they under, they underestimate the fact that, oh, by me cutting, undercutting employees to work for me, that's going to affect customer service. And customers start to leave. That's going to affect my bottom line anyway. I ain't saying overpay people. I'm just saying pay people what they work. Exactly. But anyway. Shots! <sighs> Another one. This, yeah, it definitely calls for a shot. Oh, boy. What's this, number eight? I mean, this next half of the episode gonna be less serious, man. We just wanted to get this topic out there because it's been heavy on my heart. Because I ain't gonna lie, I'm feeling a lot of burnt out from work. So what I want to do, this is episode eight, episode nine. I want to tie this into episode nine somehow. Um, I'll figure that out. But I do want to talk about mental health in the black community. I know some of the issues of feeling inadequate, depression, anxiety come from whatever work-life balance some a person an individual has um you know because i can speak from personal experience of what i've gone through i'm um, especially with my most previous employee so you know we can get into that next episode but we are going to take one more quick break and we're going to be right back with you here at the lookhouse podcast pull up pour up catch a vibe here Hey, y'all don't know about this. 
Excuse me, madam. You're standing still in a no parking zone. If you don't get a move on that body, I'll be forced to give you a ticket. So, what the? Welcome back to the Lagos Podcast. <laughs> All right, so fun fact. The tracks that I just played are by a group from back in the day called Midnight Star. <laughs> um, one of their prominent members, um, his name is MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Um, his son is actually one of my best homies. Mm. Yeah, and guess where he lives? Right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey. Round of applause. So, uh, if you're listening, shout out to my boy Melly Mel. Congratulations on your nuptials. Congratulations on your upcoming child. Congratulations. Um, it's my dog, man. Another round of applause. Matter of fact, we're going to take a shot from Melly Mel. Shots! Pull up, man, bitch. What you about to play? You really want to hit? Hold on, let's take the shot first. Hey. Hey, hey. I'll be driving damn it to this. Oh. 
My favorite part of this song, my favorite part of this song is actually the end. My first impulse was to run up on you, do a ram yeah. pull out the jammy and flat blast both of you. Hell yeah. It's like my same energy. So instead, I chill. Chill. Then I went to the bank. Took out every dime. Hey, and then when you get all those credit cards. Yes. My old school favorites. Good as ever. Yeah. I just know that it's on the purest of pure cocaine. <laughs> this is too that magical. Blue magic. That was that blue magic. They couldn't make this shit so good. Ain't no way they made this so good. Hey, listen. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Love was changing the minds of September. We don't own the verse and you can just use it. I was singing. I was next. Never on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, this is a great cookout play. Yeah. Send this play. <laughs> hey, we playing this in the next cookout. I don't give a fuck. Hey, Saturday love. What y'all know about Saturday love? Hey. Put this is together. Send that to me right now. What you know about Rock Steady? Oh Did man, we, this is see. This is why we should have done a video episode this time. So they can see me doing my dance. I wish I had a thing. Oh, man, I wish I could grow a mustache like that. I wish I could grow a full. To be honest, I think I got more than you. I wish I could grow a full. Hey, fuck you. I love you, bro. God damn it, I got a beard though. <laughs> you do. You do. I don't. <laughs> Just like our love everlasting. What you know about this? <laughs> so far, you ain't stumped me yet. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you know what this is because you probably would have heard them come over. Like, what is that? No, no, I'm trolling. Yeah, no Charlie was here, Charlie. Hey, outstanding. The gap thing? Yes. I just do this on their pills. <laughs> hey, yo. My nigga took it back. Oh, if you saw the movie, you know Ain't got no money. Ain't got no fancy car. Don't live a lie. Of a millionaire, or a movie star. There's nothing in this world. Hey, so I don't know if y'all can tell, 
the majority of the list so far has been sampled for our generation. A lot of songs. So many of these songs have been sampled. Yeah. I'm just saying, this good guy gonna be busting. What you mean? Let this ride for a second. So Jermaine Dupree sampled this and remade it in the Snoop Dogg. Oh, what's he going to do? You want to get, get down? down? That's my question, though. Oh, what's he going to do? Do you want to get, get down? down? Oh, what's he going to do? You want to get down? You know, I was, I was wondering Whoa! if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power. Got a lot of power. Hey, Chuck, you got some hits on this motherfucker, man. When I made this list, I, I went through and picked, hand-picked, literally hand-picked all these songs. I was like, these are all the songs I grew up on and I felt good listening to. Let me just throw them in there. Let me just throw them in there. I felt good listening to. Celebration. 
this on the end of a Tyler Perry movie. Because <laughs> it wasn't the end of a Tyler Perry movie. It was. Uh, Medea Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's like, can't you just own the business? I put this on here just because I like it. You know about footsteps in the mud. Never met a girl who made it simply the 
this my shit. But this shit rocking. It's level. This shit rock. That I knew every song on this playlist. Is that good or bad? <laughs> that's, that's good. That means your parents raised you to appreciate the listen, music in daytime. So, my mom, I used to listen to her record player all the time. And most of these songs she had on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, some of them I messed up. Because I thought I was DJ, DJ Finnell, and I was in his scratch shit. DJ Finnell. Um, <laughs> and then the house that we moved out of burned before we got everything out, so some of the records did get caught in the fire. Man. But even going to my aunt's house, um, I used to get off the bus over there because my parents worked third shift mm-hmm. at Converse. So my uncle Garvis the yeah. soul man, like. He used to come home from work. He worked at the bank. And he would sit in the living room. And he had these big stereo systems, like the tower speakers. With the, like, three different decks for CDs, cassettes, eight tracks, everything. And we used to just sit there and listen to music while my aunt was getting dinner ready. Like, it smelled good in this. And I mean, like, good. it was country cooking, too. Like, the rice and the greens, fried Hot. chicken. Ham hocks and the greens, uh, ham hocks and the pinto beans, yes, ham yes. hocks and llama beans. Yes, and then pound cake for dessert. Oh my god! Mm. 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 They can cook. Drinking sweet tea. Mm. I don't know what they did. I I can cook, but they could cook. They cooking. I can cook. They cook. I can cook. You know we eat. You know what I'm saying? But it's gonna not, be good. But now they have Sunday dinner. I don't know what they did to that shit. It was always some pork. Oh, but... Last 20 minutes, we really gave y'all the liquor house vibes. Um, you know, when most people think of the liquor house, they think of some like little house down a dirt road in the country somewhere where people go to gamble, holler at women, and you know, <laughs> drink liquor, especially after hours. So, it's your boy Chuck LHP, <laughs> Chuck signing off, but um, yeah, so that's kind of what we wanted to embody a little bit. Um, we did get on a topic today. We did talk about, you know, being burned out at the job. Um, next episode, I kind of want to dig a little deeper into that. Maybe talk about black mental health and how it's viewed in our black communities. Um, so we definitely come up with some topics. Huh? 
Is there anybody in there? In my original? No, that's just the fan on. Yeah. Yeah, she in my room. But, um, yeah, this has been the Look House Podcast. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. We definitely appreciate y'all. We appreciate everyone that listens. To everyone that was following us on YouTube, please, please, please stick with it. Don't worry. We are coming back. Um, I'm going to buy some new video equipment so we can get that up and going. Um, just because the previous setup wasn't working out quite as well. But we're going to get that going. Um, so we are still streaming on all platforms currently. Um, we're going to get back to posting questions. Please, please be interactive. Respond anytime I post a question on our Instagram page, whether it's the L.H.Podcast or whether it's Debonair, Debonair underscore gentleman. Um, keep a lookout for my other page, J underscore got underscore A underscore question. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to turn that into a segment coming soon. Jay got a question. So the question I ask on Instagram and probably Facebook may be the very well be the question that we ask on the episode. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But I just want to say I love you all. Thank you so much for supporting us. We've been at this for a little over a year now. We plan on keeping it going. We're gonna turn it to bigger and better things. And um, but yeah, this is the Lookouts Podcast. Pull up, pour up, catch a vibe, and we out. <laughs>